Hello and welcome to the TNS Wrestling Show. I am... Oh, shit. Now, last time I decided to talk to you about this, I thought I'd come up with something new. I still haven't come up with something new. No. No. However, for this one night only, I will be the showstopper, the headliner, the main event of the Attitude Era. I was once Sam Watts, but I'm now Sam Michaels. Yes, I've changed my name. I've changed my surname. I've told my wife she didn't like it, but, you know, we're going through the uh, the process of changing my surname. However, however, there's another big, big thing happening here, right here, right now, and I'm joined by my co-host of the TNS Wrestling Show, the apex predator of the new generation. He is the Royal Rumble expert and the newly added addition of the King of the Ring expert, and he is also the commissioner. Of the TNS Wrestling Show. It's Terry Belletti Johnson. How you doing, Terry? <laughs> you remember me, then? Yeah, I remember you. It's, it just rolls off the tongue. I think, I think we need to let people know that we are recording this episode in... It's March the 10th, 2023. Yeah. And we're recording this, and this is getting released in June? It'll be released in June, yeah. For well, the reasons being is because you just recently reviewed this pay per view. Indeed. And um, we're going to get it out. We're going to record it now to release it at a later date. Indeed. So so we're going through our, our new generation journey through 1997. And um, wow. So far, so good. Yeah. I've. Um, the, the, the last two episodes were a bit of a challenge. Yeah. We did um, Revenge of the Taker. Oh, God. And A Cold Day in Hell. Yeah. They were tricky. Yeah, I think they were... Well, yeah, one of the worst uh, pay-per-views of the years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Um, But, you know, it's it's part of the process we've got to go through to get to this point. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so King of Ring 1997... Do you remember watching this when the event happened? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember it. Okay. So going back, looking at it and reviewing it again after all these years. Yeah. What? What? How were your thoughts back then to today? Back then, it was one of my favourite pay per views. Okay. Back. Back about a month ago, I just, it was as good as I thought. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because uh, I know we're going to this in another later episode, but I never used to like Canadian Stampede. I always liked the Kingdom Ring '97. And going back watching it, it's kind of switched. It's switched. It's switched around, is it? Yeah, right by, by miles. But Kingdom Ring '97, it's just weird. It was a weird time. Jerry King Lawler, uh, Farouk, just it's strange. Just didn't really understand it really. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I always felt like Ahmed Johnson should have been, uh, not that I'm a fan of Ahmed Johnson, but I always thought he should have been against The Undertaker in, in that Pacific pay-per-view. So he was built up as a bit of a monster. Um, it's weird, because we'll get to it later on, but he turns up in the main event anyway. Yeah, so he might as well just bloody been in it. Yeah, it's like, what the hell is this about? Yeah. Um. Anyway, traditional TNS wrestling show fashion. Yeah. It's time. 
Now, actually, we've got a selection here tonight. Yeah, we have got a selection. We've got... The Raw and Smackdown. We've got Raw and Smackdown, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> What's this, though? Ah, CM Punk. That. Dynamite. Yeah. We've got Dynamite <coughs> or Rampage. Oh, we got... we got some Blueberry Prime. Yeah. It's Blue Raspberry Prime, actually. And we've got some Monster... Uh, what's that? Ultra Watermelon? Yeah. Have we tried that? Yeah, we've had that one. Did I like that? I think I did. You did like that one, yeah. That's the... Is that Zero Sugar? That's why. Yeah. I think that's the ones I've got to stick to. Yeah. Because what, whatever I had last week... You were okay last week. What did I have last week? We had the mangoes. Uh, I don't know if I was too good. I was, no? I felt a bit rough, yeah, because they, they still got the sugar in them. Yeah. They do taste good, but... Yeah, no, something wasn't quite right. Sugary energy drinks just give me a bit of a headache. Do you know what? I had a really bad headache. Yeah. And the, the next day, I, I was feeling shit. Yeah. And I, I don't struggle going to sleep. That's the easy part. <laughs> yeah, they don't keep me awake. No. I like drink like two monsters a day at work, and I'm still tired when I get home. Have you ever tried not to drink them? Yeah, I kind of like crash. Do you really? Yeah. There's the cat. You're you're addicted to the caffeine, aren't you? Yeah. It's trying to find something to supplement it to replace that. Yeah, I'm thinking um, uh, a powder form called Sneak. I've heard of this. It's really good. Uh, I've heard it's very good. It's like forty quid for like a big like pot. Okay. But it's like zero calories, zero sugar. Well, like a few calories, but it's all like a lot of zeros, you know, a lot of benefits, and it's you just mix it with water. Oh, you don't put anything else in it, no, just water. No, just water. That sounds interesting. So it's a lot more healthier. Yeah. Um, plus, you're drinking your water, aren't you? That that's the thing, because I don't like just drinking normal water. Yeah. It's boring as fuck. Oh man, they do like anything from like Coca-Cola Midians, right, to sour apple, cherry. Blueberry, yeah. so many flavors. Minions, the yeah. original Minions taste. Yeah, yeah. They do one called the Blizzard, and it's it's um it's a unique taste, but it's it's good. Okay. A couple of scoops should be buzzing all day. <laughs> that does sound good. <laughs> yeah, it is the real it's the real deal. Yeah, yeah. But it's just paying forty quid up for a drink. How long do you think that tub would last? A normal person lasts about a month. Right. Someone like me who gets a bit carried away about two weeks. Right. But yeah, I just got to be a bit more. Yeah, but if, if you weigh it up with what you would buy your en- your normal monster energy drinks with, yeah, you might not be far off. It's been about four pound a day. Yeah. It's about eighty quid a month. So, yeah, two, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're almost at par, really, aren't you? But yeah, the other one get the the only difference is the sneaker give me more energy and it's just a lot healthier. So yeah, I I'm gonna get someone to get paid. I think it's worth doing. Mm. It's worth doing. I like I like like the sugar free ones. That's yeah, cool. but yeah, the primes. The primes want, are good. One the prime, just so bloody expensive. Yeah, I paid um, just under three pound each for those. This was about going right in it. Yeah, it's a shame. They should be at least no two pound minimum maybe. Yeah, I'd be I'd be okay with yeah. Two pound, two pounds good. Yeah, three pounds, nah. It's a bit too much. I pay for, it. I pay it anyway because <laughs> I like it. 
The question is now, Terry Bloody Johnson, what, uh, what are we going to go for before we start this podcast? I reckon we should. I reckon we should go for the rules. Start with Raw? Only because the SmackDown ones are better. Ah, I see where you're going with this. Yeah. Sometimes if I have like a fizzy drink, sometimes if I have a fizzy, I'm okay. And then sometimes it's nice then just like, just have someone a bit calmer. If I went for calm and then hit a fizzy, it'd just be like, ooh. <laughs> right. Rather fizzy than calm. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Right then. Yeah, I'll, Let's I'll open the... your whoop ass. Oh, my can of whoop ass. It's even red. Isn't... Yeah, it's red. Yeah. I love. I love. I just like the cans. Of, you know, nice texture. They're just decorated well. Christmas colours, almost, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> so many people have cut that out and then put a light in it. Mm. So it lights up through. They're just shadows. <laughs> Too much time on their hands. Right then, boyo. Oh, wait, I- Matt. What have you got? Like a story on sort of your tip? Uh, I. Uh, under the firework lit night sky, you've got your crush by your side. With good music and better friends, it's best the summer end. It's, summer, uh, it's best the summer ever. Ultra watermelon is summertime in a can, so you can enjoy it anytime. Zero sugar, easy drinking, refreshing flavour with the explosive monster energy blend to light up those... Hot summer nights. That makes, that makes no sense. What's I got to do with this drink? I have no idea. Yeah, I've got my crush by my side. I'm going to try and get down her niggers tonight. <laughs> so I'm being a bit like a monster. Bloody hell. Ah, hell yeah. Mm. Would you eat watermelon? Yeah. Would you? Yeah. I can't stand it. No? No. But I like drinking it. It's not my go-to. It's like oranges. I'd eat, I'd drink orange juice with dairy and orange. Nah, me neither. Yeah. What? Best juice there is is pineapple. Oh, I can't, can't drink it. Apple? Yeah, I can drink apple. Apple's good. Pineapple. It just ruins my insides. Your dad got me into pineapple juice. Oh, did he? Yeah. Fucking hell. Uh, right, so... I need to fire up and um, I need to chuck some coal in this. Is that the official... Um... I need to start fire up the old official um, <coughs> official TNS wrestling show iPad. It's um, it's a little bit slow at the moment. King of the Ring. 1997. <clears throat> Come on. Come on, you old fart. Here we go, Terry. Here we go. So, King of the Ring. Yeah. 1997 was held in Providence, Rhode Island at Providence Civic Centre. Attendance was 13,312. June the 8th. Did I say the date? No. Well, June the 8th, 1997. It's the fifth uh, King of the Ring pay-per-view they've had in the World Wrestling Federation. Now the WWE... So, um, yeah, right. So I, I, I did ask you a few minutes ago what you thought of King of the Ring 97 back then to now. Yeah. 
I had it on VHS tape probably in 2001, okay. 2002. I went and I did watch it then. And I think I, it, I, I'm under the same lines as you. I, I enjoyed it then more than I did when I watched it again recently. Yeah. Um, it's a tricky pay-per-view because it's this 1997 blip, isn't it, where, you know... WWE are really struggling to go through this transition of change, aren't they? Because yeah. they they really need to up their game and change. Yeah. And there's bits that are coming together that's working, and there's other bits that really are still very very behind. They're trying to figure it out. Yeah. I thought like after after this, after King of Ring '97, it was a pretty much uh, quite an up from there. Yeah. Every pay per view afterwards was pretty alright. Yeah. But do you see what I mean? Like even on that front cover, it's got Ahmed Bloody Johnson on it. Not Farouk. So it's got Steve Austin. Yeah. Shawn Michaels. The Cause Undertaker. Because they, they wrestled. Yeah. And then you've got The Undertaker and Ahmed Johnson. I know. It's a little bit confusing, that. Yeah. I'm going to have to readjust. Oh. You good? <sighs> yeah. Well, i tell you what, though, man. You're getting old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's the 10th of March today. Yeah. Um, It's Abby Connors' birthday. How old is how old is uh, she? She is thirty five years old today. Thirty five. Yeah. She's my age then. You'll be thirty six in August, though, won't you? Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Right. So, shall we start this? Yeah. Let's 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 wreck this. So, the event starts with a classic new generation intro video, and yeah. it is proper classic before the show starts. And then they do the little sponsorship thing, don't they? Sponsored by blah blah blah. Yeah. And it's super Soakers. Super Soakers, yeah. <laughs> they were the thing back in the day. They were cool. They were great. They were absolutely great. Oh, I love the Super Soakers. Um, very cheesy but enthusiastic Vince McMahon intro to the show with only Jim Ross and Vince McMahon on commentary. Mm. Jerry Lawler's obviously in a in a wrestling match. Yeah. So, um, anyway, the first match is the semi finals for the King of the Ring Ahmed Johnson versus Triple H with China. Now, when this match started, it looked like Colt Cabana. You know, Colt Cabana? Mm, yeah. It looked like he was in the crowd. Yeah. Is that an official fact? I've never really looked it up. Uh, I don't know. No. It did look like him, I must say. Anyway, right. A huge pop for Ahmed Johnson. Now. He would have been quite young, though. If this event was 25 years ago. Yeah. I don't know how old Colt Commander actually is. but He looked about 10 years old from what I saw here. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, I've done my notes a bit different here now. Yeah. Everything's bullet pointed. But, I have gone... Jesus I have... Christ. <laughs> that... That page, I've done nine pages on just this, just this event. Wow. So I'll just basically read it. Yeah. And we'll go from there. So they both start the match grappling, body press slam to Triple H. Oh, shit. Oh, shit, my handwriting's so bad. Okay, I'll just go. Oh, uh, body press slam to Triple H. Huge clothesline to Triple H. Uh, what, did I, no, what did I say there? What am I, what is that? What does that say? Scary power. Skip. <laughs> ah, 
serious uh, power from Ahmed Johnson. That's uh, what I'm trying to say. Huge clothesline to Triple H. Triple H eventually takes takes down Ahmed Johnson to then throw him into the ring steps outside the ring. Triple H double axe handle from the top rope to to the pin. A, uh, Ahmed Johnson begins to power up. <clears throat> My turn power up. It's just a, basically a Mario mushroom, you know. Oh, is it? No, I'm just going with that. So he's had his, he's had his Mario mushroom. Ahmed Johnson begins to power up and then takes control of the match to deliver a scissor kick, then a spine buster. Chono interferes for Triple H to attack Ahmed Johnson from behind to then deliver a pedigree for the win. Ahmed Johnson then runs to the back like... It literally just like he had a pedigree. One, two, three. Yeah. Ding, ding. He's up. He's fucking chasing after Triple H. Hold on a minute. What the fuck's going on here? Yeah, I really didn't. I didn't understand that either. No. Um. You know, at this point, Ahmed Johnson's uh, he's quite, he's, he's very popular. Yeah. He is very very popular. Yeah, I, he. He's just over for some reason. The crowd loved it. The pop, the pop of, of, from the crowd of when he's doing like the odd little thing here and there. It's massive. I thought, I thought, um, if I remember rightly, going back in that time, he was favourite to win the whole thing. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, this match, Ahmed Johnson versus Triple H, has already happened in the King of the Ring '97 on Raw. And Ahmed Johnson beat Triple H, and Triple H got eliminated. It was a, uh, what was it called? Um, a qualifier match. Oh, okay. So they already had this match. Triple H got eliminated by Ahmed Johnson, and they end up getting back in. How did he get back in? Somebody else that qualified got injured. Right. And then Triple H took that person's spot. Got ya. But yeah, so he didn't even want Triple H to win that year's. No. Anyway, going by our scoring system, I gave this a hardcore championship. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't really say they're different than that. No, no. Moving on then. The Ahmed sucks. So, another semi-final match. It's Mankind versus Jerry Lawler. Yeah. Pardon me. Mankind is definitely going through the this period of becoming a... Babyface. Babyface, yeah. yeah. So Mankind is on the mic saying that Paul Bearer has better things to do. Crowd are behind Mankind. Great on the microphone. Uh, Tom Pettengill interviews Jerry Lawler. Jerry makes his entrance whilst on the microphone. Throws insults to the crowd. Match starts outside the ring with Mankind uh, beating Jerry Lawler. Punches and biting. Eventually, uh, <clears throat> the match continues in the ring. Jerry Lawler playing classic heel. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Lawler takes something out of his tights, which almost looks like his thumb. <laughs> I thought, what is this? Where's the brass knuckles or anything? It's nothing. Anyway, Jerry Lawler takes something out of his tights, then punches Mankind. What is that? You didn't know what it was. I have no idea what that was. No. I just, I keep looking and... I, well, yeah, what I ended up doing, I was watching it and I thought, what did he take out of his out of his trunks? Uh, tights, sorry. And I rewind it back, like 10 seconds, I'll look at it again. I cannot see anything. I just cannot see anything. <clears throat> so anyway, I to this day, I don't think I'll ever know. Jerry Lawler uh, has taken down Mankind and then biting Mankind's uh, missing ear. Did you remember that bit? No. Yeah. I thought, what the... Well, anyway, this is, it, this is, 
this is a bit weird. It's a bit weird. At least bite the good in and buy, have something to bite. Yeah. So, so there's the, the object uh, from Jerry Lawler's tights comes out again, whatever that is. Mankind gets the upper hand again, and the match is outside the ring. Mankind, uh, his head is head is smashed into the steel steps and railings. This has got to be very painful. Now, his te- his freaking temple bounces off the top railing, you know the crowd railings. Yeah, you usually see the bounce, and it. Oh my Christ! How the hell can you get through that? Can't can you? You can't. That guy battered his body for, for our entertainment. Yeah. There's no faking that. There really isn't. There really is not. So Jerry Lawler pile drives Mick Foley, Mankind, outside of the ring, back into the ring again. Jerry Lawler drop kick to Mick Foley to then deliver another pile driver. The object from the tights comes out for the third time. Oh, no. Whatever that object is, Mankind eventually gets the upper hand, actually punches uh, Jerry Lawler like a real physical punch you can see the physical punch it wasn't intentional but it was there yeah uh, running knee to the turnbuckle classic Mick Foley Jerry Lawler does some awkward slam to then uh, do a top rope fist drop you know typical top rope fist drop from Jerry Lawler attempts a power driver to Mick Foley to uh, be reversed to the mandible claw to make the win now this wasn't too bad no, it was good. This was all right. I um, I, it was much better than the first match. Yeah, the first match had the potential because you got Triple H for a start, but I think then again he's working Farmer Johnson. Yeah, you know, Mick Foley's great. Jerry Lawler's great. Even when he was past his time, he was still doing quite well. Yeah, Jerry Lawler was a really good heel. Really good heel. He was very good. Seeing um, that they were trying to put Mankind over as a face just made sense to do this match. Yeah, definitely. I can't believe both of these, like, a bit, bit weird for a semi-final match, Jerry King Lord and Mick Foley, you know? How yeah. the hell did Jerry King Lord get all the way to the semi-finals? Well, because he's the king, isn't he? <laughs> I gave this a European Championship. What's Euro? Just... Uh, three-star. Yeah, three-star, yeah. Average, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, no, I agree. It It wasn't terrible. No, no, he was, he was okay. He's yeah. good. Right then, moving on. So Brian Pillman is backstage discussing Shawn Michaels and H- and Steve Austin. Then Steve Austin attacks Pillman from behind, <laughs> sticking his head down the fucking toilet. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Yeah, that was good. <sighs> he just stood behind him, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this next this next match, I'm afraid, is painful. It's Crush versus Gold Dust. Oh God! What? How did that even make the bloody card? Why did it make the card? And where's the backstory? Yeah, I can't remember nothing on this. <sighs> right, I'll go through this quickly. Okay, so yeah, Crush versus Gold Dust. After Gold Dust's entrance, uh, Crush goes straight for Gold Dust. Once, uh, basically, it, that kind of starts outside the ring. So once they're back in the ring, Goldust has the upper hand. Turnbuckle punches to Crush. Just like some weird taunt. Yeah. Not really sure what that was all about. Uh, running net breaker from Goldust. Crush then takes control. Uh, big belly to belly. Uh, what have I written there? Oh, yeah. 
crap punches to gold dust. <laughs> it's just again, it's crush. I, I referred to uh, talking to you about Roy Rumble nineteen ninety seven, where it was Crush and Ahmed Johnson at the beginning of the Rumble match. Yeah, they did not sell anything they were doing, and it looked it just looked terrible. Yeah, and this was this is the same thing again. And I don't I don't forget this kind of stuff. I just don't understand why he was doing that. Anyway. Yeah. So side backbreaker to Goldust. Crush uh, holds Goldust into a jaw lock for ages. A jaw a jaw lock or a freaking yeah, jaw lock and then a shoulder lock. Like, yeah, okay. Then some sit down slam to keep Goldust down. Crush then puts Goldust back into the jaw lock for the second time. Mm. I mean like Yeah, cool. Goldust uh, gets Crush into into to then try and take control. What have I written there? This is where my handwriting's gone all to shit. Maybe nuts. yeah, it looks like I've written nuts. Goldust gets Crush into nuts. Maybe he fucking no blows him. I can't remember now. Uh, <laughs> then to try and take control, but Crush reverses to a body press gut buster. Uh, that was an, an impressive manoeuvre but that was the only thing that was impressive so far anyway <clears throat> Crush is then trying to keep Goldust down crowd are very much behind Goldust yeah uh, for him to build up the momentum to do the you know Dusty Rose punch yeah yeah was, you know what, what was that ever called uh. I can't quite remember what it was. Don't know. I know Bubba Ray used to do it as well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. They were basically one of those. D'Lo, D'Lo Brown, is trying to chat up Terry Runnels. Marlena, sorry. Marlena at this well, point. I don't blame him. If I, I don't blame him. If I could chat her up and watch this. Oh, I'll be chatting her up in April, mate. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know, yeah, I know you will. Yeah, oh, yeah. Anyway, so DDT to crush. Just a DDT to crush. From Goldust. For the win. Oh. Just a DDT. Well, it's a good move. It worked for Jake Roberts. Yeah, yeah. Man, I, 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 I don't get it. This is like a this is like a Raw match. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Just something you see on Raw. And to be fair, like, Crush, it, he was really good. And Goldust is really good. This match, like, didn't work. I don't know why. Don't know. Yeah. No. No, I weren't really a fan of this one. Now, before before we get back into the next bit, what I was listening to a lot of JR's commentary in this point. Yeah. Now, JR it knows these people inside and out. He's the one that gave him a job. And he's talking about a lot of their like personal life, their background history and stuff, and... Yeah, you know, their height and their divisions of what they did in football and all, and whatever else, like Goldust's real life history and stuff like that. Yeah, um, you know, he, he, I find it's it's just interesting. It kind of takes it away from what you're watching a bit. Yeah. Um. That's classic '97 New Gen kind of commentary, alongside Vince McMahon's commentary, <laughs> which I'm not a personal fan of. He loved it. You lo- you love it though, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, I think he's good. Yeah. Hyped it up. He was so excited. Loves it. Yeah, yeah. Right then, so I go as far as saying that JR ruined a new gen commentary. Would you? Yeah. 
Why is that? Why do you I say I love that? Vincent King. Yeah, you... 95 Vincent King. I love King. Vincent Macho Man and Vincent Bobby the Brain. Right. When JR went on there, it just went like, I don't know. We're, we're, it kind of lost it for me. So you've not... Are you... You're not a fan of JR? Yeah. Oh, you are, right. I love JR and King. I thought they were great. Yeah. But like, yeah, I just prefer Vince and King. Probably one of the only ones that do. I think you probably are. Yeah. Just Vince was just, yeah, he loved it. Yeah, there's just there's some of his tonalities of how he was speaking during the commentary just used to used to bug me a bit. Yeah. He just get this, one, two, like, for fuck's sake. He wouldn't say that now. It's just like, you're fired. Yeah. Yeah. Hell of a guy, though. He's given us, I mean, for fuck's sake, that guy has given us what we're talking about now. Yeah. <clears throat> he's given us love. He's given us life. <laughs> he, he gave us bloody, he made Shawn Michaels and Brett up. Yeah. What they are. Yeah. Okay. The next match is a six-man tag team match. Uh, so we got the Legion of Doom and Psycho Sid versus... Jim the Anvil Nightheart, the British Bulldog, and Owen Hart. Yeah, another Raw match again. It just, yeah, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible. <clears throat> right, so Animal and Owen start the match with Animal showing his strength by slamming Owen, slamming Owen all over the ring. Sid is then tagged in to continue the abuse to Owen. Um, on Owen to the... To the end, Bulldog being tagged in. I need to really work on my handwriting here. <laughs> <laughs> Bulldog is then showing his strength by uh, the stalled suplexes to Sid. Yeah. Uh, Hawk and Anvil Nightheart, Jim the Anvil Nightheart, are tagged in, exchanging uh, blows to one another. With Animal tagged in, uh, Jim is abused in the corner. Bulldog then continues with Hawk. Owen jumps in with the spinning heel kick. Owen and Animal continue the match with Owen having his the upper hand. Bulldog then continues with Animal to deliver a top rope suplex. Jim continues the abuse on Animal with a sleeper hold and... Uh, shot in the turnbuckle area. Shot? What shot? What am I writing? With a sleeper hold. Yeah. And a shot in the turnbuckle area. Um, I don't know. Something happened in the turnbuckle area. Something happened, yeah. I can guarantee you that. I'll tell you what I need to do. I know what I need to do. We'll talk about it after the podcast is over. I think we need to upgrade another little technical thing here. Oh, okay. I might talk to my phone to write the notes. Yeah. That'll be a good idea. My handwriting's not very dependable on, as you can see. <laughs> you can't even read your own writing. <laughs> I know. Okay. Sid is desperate for the tagging. Uh, Hawk is eventually tagged in to relieve Animal. Sid is finally tagged in to destroy the Heart Foundation. Owen surprises us with a uh, sunset flip to Sid for the pin. What the hell is that? Yeah. And it was just a crazy sunset flip. Like, oh yeah, this is Owen. He's classic Owen Hart. Off he goes. And he's just pinned like a six foot nine bloke. Like a guy's one foot taller than him. To be honest, 
when I watched this event, I was shocked that Sid was even on the card. So I thought he he left WWE. Yeah, he hadn't been on the card since WrestleMania. I thought he was already gone. Yeah. So he was meant to wrestle at Revenge of the Taker, but that didn't happen. And I thought he was gone. So yeah. when he come out, I was like, oh, Sid? Is he still here? So I'm not surprised Owen pinned him. So he was going back to WCW. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, when did he go back to WCW this year then? Um, I'm not sure because I'm currently in August of '97 and he's not there yet. Right. Okay. Excuse me. I'm just trying to deal with the wind. Right. King of the Ring final match. I think I wrote. Oh, yes. By the way, the last match I did score European. Yeah. Very generous European. I'm going to call it a Perry Saturn European. <laughs> okay, I've got quite... This is this one I've done quite a few notes for. So it's Mankind versus Triple H, King of the Ring finals. <sighs> so right, the match starts with a few gentle blows and a grapple to a variety of headlocks and other submissions. Mankind then has Triple H in the turnbuckle area, you know, mulling Triple H. Uh, to the to then Triple H escaping outside to to the outside of the ring. Triple H returns to the ring to take control of the match, which is short lived when Mankind takes the match outside the ring again. The match makes its way back to the ring for the third, the second or third time, with Triple H to then get the upper hand over Mankind. Mankind runs towards Triple H but gets his head caught in the ropes. Yeah, that was good. That bit was good. Yeah. Mankind and Triple H take the match outside the ring again for Mankind uh, head to be smashed over the steel steps. He <laughs> must have had such a headache. <laughs> that fucking bloke. He really just batters his he head He must up. have been like, do you know i got a massive migraine tonight? Yeah, considering he's already freaking had his head freaking rammed over the <laughs> railings by Jerry Lawler, now he's wrestling Triple H. Yeah. Bloody hell. He must- he was mad <sighs> anyway now there's this bit I can see why the crowd was sh- well the crowd started to chant boring briefly okay and I can see why because it really the momentum wasn't there what bit's this what bit of the this is probably about maybe 8 to 10 minutes into the match you the- sure they're saying boring to this match or just the actual event so far I don't know <laughs> but yeah it's a good point but it because the match was going in and out and in and out the ring. Yeah. And it was the same kind of thing happening outside the ring. Yeah. Yeah, it was a little bit like that. Um so after this mankind finally starts to take control of the match. Uh with dropping Triple H over the top ropes. Mankind starts to have the upper hand. Triple H is thrown outside the ring with mankind delivering an overhead toss for Triple H to land. On the concrete. Yeah. Mankind uh, then delivers his signature elbow drop from the top rope to the outside of the ring. The matches return to the ring for both of them to exchange blows for China to then interfere. Triple H removes Mankind's mask for Mankind to then attempt to, to, to attempt to finally bring Triple H down. With the match being outside the ring again... Triple H pedigrees Mankind onto the announcer's table. Commentary is lost 
to the commentary that from doing that that pedigree to through the table the commentary's gone we've got no commentary china hits mankind with the scepter for triple h to kick mankind off the apron the match finally returns to the ring for the final time for triple h to deliver a pedigree for the win yeah it's a, i gave it a european yeah and it's a, again it's a generous european Uh, most of the event was just pretty much like this so far. Um, yeah, this is really early. This is like, this is like right at the start of their feud. Um, but yeah, they progressed a long way through their feud after this. But got to start somewhere, don't you? Look at the first ever, look at the first ever Brett and uh, Michaels match. I bet that wasn't that good either. First time they ever touched. Yeah. But, yeah, it's the first time on a pay-per-view, these two. So, yeah, i say yeah, the, ma- the match is good for what it was. It was okay. It was okay for what it was. Probably their weakest pay-per-view match they've ever had. From 97. My they fav- had some bangers in 97. Yeah. My favourite match, though, was... Well... Already? There's, there's two, but... I'm re- well, I got one. I'm not sure which one to go for. One specifically. So, mine, mine's probably the Monday Night Raw one when he comes in as Cactus Jack. Oh, okay. Over the SummerSlam cage match. Oh, okay. I love the cage match at SummerSlam, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I just kind of feel like the that street fight. Is it a street fight, isn't it, on Raw? Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I kind of feel that one's just that little bit... Yeah. I just, I just feel it's a little bit better. And then he did... Um... Triple H and Dude Love at One Night Only as well. Yeah. That's quite cool. Yeah, that was okay. But, nah, cage match for me, man. You like the cage match? Yeah, the whole it's... story of him like being like Jimmy Snooker and just ripping off his... Oh, no, I love it. I, I know, yeah. It was so cool. It was a good moment. Yeah. And I wouldn't have got the Cactus Jack thing because I didn't follow ECW. So, I didn't know who the hell Cactus Jack... Oh, WCW even. Yeah, I yeah. I didn't even know who the hell Cactus Jack was. So, when I seen it, I was like, who's Cactus Jack? Right, it didn't yeah. mean nothing to me like it would have like for WCW ECW fans no I understand but I might like it because I haven't got there yet in what so when I get there I might be like yeah this is pretty badass yeah so. no that's fair enough I gave it a European though yeah it's a good European it could have been a bit of a well the potential's there but again this is all this is all a good story yeah the crowd's not a hundred percent voted mankind. Like he's turning good. Yeah. And people are seeing it, but then people are like, they're not exactly hundred percent behind him yet. No. Okay. Um. Where are we to? Where? Where are we to? Okay. Yeah. So there's a little backstage segment uh, with. Uh, Brett, yeah, basically Bret Hart's doing a promo with the Hart Foundation portraying a perfect heel yeah really really good Brian Pillman is in the background he is high he is high as a freaking kite does his head down the toilet yeah considering he's had his head down the toilet bleach <laughs> bleach yeah oh man so the next match is the uh Tag team champions facing each other. Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Shawn Michaels. 
I would, I would have rather have had Brett Michaels. Of course, Brett's actually injured though, isn't he? Yeah, his knees screwed. But that was this. That was promote. That was advertised for this show. That match. Yeah, Brett Michaels. Right. Okay. Uh, still never got it. Here we go. Austin starts uh, with throwing HBK around. They both exchange um, arm drags and show off their athletic ability. By this point, a disabled young man jumps the barricade. Mm. We've briefly spoke about this before. Yeah. So, yeah, Trip, uh, Shawn Michaels involves himself to make sure he is okay and safe, as it is clear he he is upset over the situation. Uh, Shawn Michaels... What have I written here? Oh, H- yeah, Trip, uh, Shawn Michaels dealt with the situation like a champion. He's a bloody hero. Yeah. Um, yeah, because, I mean, you've probably watched that several times mm-hmm. yeah it was um, yeah I, I felt bad for that kid you yeah know? I mean he's probably in his 40s now um, yeah Down Syndrome yeah yeah you can you can clearly see that um, you're very upset and I think you know you and I knowing how that situation can be mm. uh, it makes me makes me wonder what he why and and what he was thinking to want to jump the barricade because obviously his parents were trying to follow him yeah um but yeah no i i think because steve austin you could see he was aware of like oh for fuck's sake but Shawn michaels was just like banging there don't worry we're gonna sort this out we're, let's look let's look after him let's get him out of the way make sure he's safe yeah and continue with the show yeah because i think the security was gonna get like straight on him and sean was like kind of like wait this just yeah yeah he knew the situation. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. No, they 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 handled it good. Yeah, they did. No, I I honestly think that is a really well dealt with situation. Really well dealt with. Can you imagine if Shawn Michaels is like he couldn't he couldn't like help it? Then all of a sudden he just turn around and gave him a switch of music to the kid. <laughs> Can you imagine that classic yeah. Michaels. Oh, yeah, no, but he did. He did a really good job looking after him. Yeah, and it goes to show, even if even in today's kind of WWE or AEW, <clears throat> if something like that happened again, oh, they'd be. They're, I think ninety nine percent wrestlers would be really respectful and deal with it. Yeah, yeah. No, unless I agree. You're, unless you're, <clears throat> unless you're a dick like Goldberg. <laughs> But he's a bold headed. Oh, sorry, mate. I oh, I, I, you got to throw it in there once in a while. I know. <laughs> I know you're not a fan of Goldberg. Just, just you know. I just hope he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> All right. Okay. Here we go. Right. Austin invites uh, Shawn Michaels back into the ring uh, to continue the match. Austin works with uh, works on Shawn's arm for HBK to reverse it into a headlock. Both again exchange a lot of uh, Irish whips to the ropes, performing some athletic athleticism. That's a big word for me. And really showing off a quick and uh, how oh, athletic and really showing a a quick and good. They are well. Whatever I'm trying to say is that they're they're just, they're just basically just trying to show off how good their athleticism yeah. is. Yeah, you know. 
Austin then has the upper hand and showing his superiority. That's another big word. Bloody hell, mate. No wonder you're struggling to read it. <laughs> superiority. I can't even say that. This is uh, reversed with <laughs> HBK delivering an overhead toss. HBK has Austin in the armbar for this to be broken by Austin for the Luthers press. Yeah. HBK is then thrown outside the ring. HBK attempts to get into the ring, but Austin <clears throat> drops three jaw drops to HBK over the top uh, from the top ropes. Yeah. Austin drops Sean's head onto the railing. Again, I noticed that as well. So a lot of these guys have got headaches on this night. There's a lot of freaking headaches <laughs> happening. Um, and then the still steps as well. Austin pulls back the mats to expose the concrete floor. The match returns to the ring for Sean to get Austin in a small cradle pin, small package. The match continues with HBK in a sleeper hold on the mat. HBK breaks free to get the upper hand. Uh, the men in the crowd are booing Sean, but the men are cheering for Austin. Yeah. Uh, the match is back in the ring. Oh, what, what match back in the ring? Oh yeah, the match is back in the ring, building momentum for it to backfire. Sean's backside is exposed. The girls go wild. Mm. Ooh la la. Uh, so Austin knocks down Tim White and then stuns Shawn Michaels. And then he stuns Tim White. Mm. HBK switch in music's Austin. Mike Kyoto comes out to help Tim White, but HBK Sweet Chin Musics. Uh, Mike Yoda. Uh, Tim White counts the pin for Sean uh, to cover Austin. Ol Hebner disqualifies both for attacking both referees. <clears throat> now, if this match was to have ended properly, who would you have wanted to win? Who, me? Oh, yeah, you. Yeah, Shawn Michaels. Okay. I, I was never a stone cold. I was never on that wagon. Not even at that point. Not really. Not till later on. Um, I always thought he's he was good. Yeah. But I weren't really a fan. No. Nah. I was always a Sean Triple H guy through the whole of that Austin's period. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, Austin was feuding with like the likes of them. So mm. I liked Austin. I thought he was a badass, but. Even this 97 era, he probably wasn't even my top five favourites. No. So, yeah, I was rooting for Michaels. The thing is, is with Austin as well, he's full of attitude. Yeah. Yeah, and you're 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 holding on to that new gen. Yeah. He doesn't quite fit in there, does he? Not really. He did as a ringmaster. Mm-hmm. Like WrestleMania and with Ted DiBiase, then, um, yeah... But that that wasn't that wasn't great though, was it? No, not at all. No, not really. No. Yeah, no, just weren't really a fan. I I, I think I would have wanted Sean to win as well. Um, but when they when the match was you know when it was double disqualification, they were both walking out, they walk, walking out you know down the aisle to the entrance again, and they're both looking at each other like, no, who's going to walk first? Who's going to walk in front of each other? Yeah, they're they're playing the story really well. 
Yeah, and like what, nine months after? It's nine months later, WrestleMania 14. 14. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's um, considering the circumstances of what happened at the start of the match and then the double disqualification, it wasn't a bad match. No. So I gave it, now, I gave it an oval intercontinental. Oh, okay. Just an oval. Okay. So yeah. not bad. I'd give it a... It wouldn't be an in there. I'd probably give it a... Probably give it like a maybe a William Regal European. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. So a good European. That's not bad. But it just didn't just get it. If there was if there yeah. was a if there was an official winner, yeah, it would have made it into the inner. Yeah. But yeah. But he couldn't. The thing is, he. You know, I think I'd rather the Heart Foundation come out and ruin that match. Hmm. I would have made more sense to me. It's just. Shawn Michaels made his return to pay-per-view on that match Ooh. and Austin needed the momentum. Yeah, yeah, the momentum was missing a lot on that match. So I, I really do understand why there wasn't a winner. But, yeah, I would have just sent down... They were, they were teasing it all night with Brian Pillman and all that. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's been one of them. Right, let's, get, let's wrap this thing up with the World Wrestling Federation Championship. Well, the race, the race is... Storyline. Yeah, The Undertaker versus Farouk. The Undertaker with Paul Bearer, by the way. Farouk starts the match with attacking uh, The Undertaker from behind. This is quickly reversed by Taker taking Farouk down. Bearer is shouting abuse and instructing The Undertaker. The Nation of Domination attack The Undertaker when the referee is not looking. Uh, Undertaker and Farouk engage blows. Taker goes for the old school but decides to land on the top of the nation domination outside the ring instead. Crowd, You get a big pop from the crowd from that. Yeah. That's cool. Nation of Domination continue to interfere into the match. Farouk attempts to attack The Undertaker with the steel steps, but The Undertaker blocks the steps for uh, the for them to fall on to Farouk. This is outside the ring, of course. Uh, the match returns to the ring with Farouk delivering a Devastating, and it was a fucking devastating pile driver. Uh, Farouk has the Undertaker in a sleeper hold for some time. Farouk goes for the Dominator, but Taker uh, counters with an overhead toss. Farouk power slams Taker, but the Nation of Domination are arguing outside the ring. We get a lot of this around this time, isn't it? This yeah. is like the first, the first phase of the Nation of Domination. Yeah. Uh, right <clears throat> after the match. Oh, wait, sorry, I've missed a line. Uh, Farouk power slams uh, Taker, but the Nation of Domination are, are arguing. Taker grabs Farouk from behind for a tombstone power driver for the win. After the match, Paul Bearer instructs Taker to chokeslam Farouk. Not once, not twice, but three times. Hmm. Um, Ahmed Johnson comes out to talk to him, sense of The Undertaker, but The Undertaker gets a Pearl River plunge? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. What was that about? Where, where's the backstory? Oh, uh, the Ahmed Ahmed Johnson gets injured. Don't fucking see Ahmed Johnson anymore for a month or so. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, great booking, guys. 
Yeah, they're, they're, they're playing the whole race thing. Yeah. And Ahmed Johnson was like, starting to agree with the nation. So we're not far off. Canadian Stampede was, uh, I think we spoke about this, but Canadian Stampede was the Undertaker versus Ahmed Johnson for the world title. That was the main event. Yeah. And then Ahmed got injured. Yeah. I'd rather add Vader anyway than Ahmed, but still. Yeah, no, it was um, for, for a new gen pay per view, and for the time of year as well, it's getting to this point where they they got to wrap their game. Things, yeah. are, things have got to change, and I've, unfortunately, this pay per view falls in that bracket. Yeah, it's one of their big pay per views as well. Yeah, big five. Yeah, so I would not rank this the best King of the Ring. I wouldn't have even put it in the top five. No. It's uh it was good for its time, I would say. I think this is the second worst King of the Ring ever. What would you say the worst one was? <laughs> Nine ninety five. Ninety five. King Mabel, yeah, that, that was horrific. Yeah, it's not good. This one's second though. Yeah, I get you. For sure. What would you say number one is? For me, I would say ninety I think a lot of people as well would say ninety three. Yep. Followed closely by ninety eight. I would go with 93 and 98, 100%. Um, uh, for some reason, I always like 2001 as well. What, with Edge winning? Yeah. Not so much that. I just really like the Shane McMahon match and Kurt Angle. Yeah, I love, I love the triple threat main event as well. Yeah. It's great. It's a hell of a good show. Hell of a good show. Definitely say 93. Mm. For, if you want the King of the Ring, the actual tournament base and all that, 93. Yeah. Pisses all over the 98 one with Sharon Rock. But... Obviously, the head in the cell, the first blood. Yeah, 98 second. But 93 was the best, for sure. Yeah, yeah. The OG. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, I had a funny feeling we would wrap this up in under an hour. We'd yeah. done it. Yeah, yeah. I had a feeling we would. It's not a lot to talk about when it's one of these kind of pay-per-views that don't really excite you. It's a tricky one as well, because the whole pay-per-view, with who you had on the card, great amount of potential... <clears throat> it's just again like I said it's fallen underneath this this transitional bracket of we need to change the way the company's being portrayed you know yeah um, and I think uh, the next pay-per-view the following month Canadian Stampede oh boy they're on it yeah they're fucking on it yeah so I think from Wrestlemania 13 you know, Revenge of the Taker Cold Day in Hell and uh, King of the Ring 97 yeah definitely fall underneath that unfortunate umbrella even like the final four as well just the only th- good thing about final four was the final four match yeah the rest of the card was pointless it was rubbish wasn't it yeah random mm. yeah yeah but 97 does get good it does get better it does I, I cannot I can't wait to freaking carry on yeah um because <clears throat> we've got a little bit of time briefly so we've um you, you've covered the whole new gen era pretty much haven't you I'm all the way to August the 4th 97 August the 4th 97 so I'm almost there yeah so by next week I will be so from March the 13th yeah onwards that so next week will be my week I'll be able to watch SummerSlam 97 yeah, that'll be cool and then then we're then we're set up our schedule then we are good to go and I'm on. I've 
and I'm on August the 11th WCW Nitro okay yeah and I've hit pause on that cool so I watched a pay-per-view um, Road Wild Wild Road Hog Sun. it's right Road Wild so basically yeah. we need to watch August the 5th 1997 Raw yeah and then the following week we could do August the 11th and Nitro the 11th right yeah watch them weekly okay we watch them every uh, week yeah. watch a Raw and a Nitro once a week like old days yeah yeah but yeah this is going to be this is going to be great this is going to be great we I mean, live in our but we do it weekly at the same time frame Raw and Nitro yeah yeah there's a shame I thought they had ECW as well but they didn't start in 99 what their TV shows yeah I found the older stuff on there Right, I can't, I can't watch it. The quality is just so bad. I can't. I, I tried. It's hard watching bad quality recorded so TV I, shows. I, I know. I ain't doing that. But I'm up for. I said to you on a Saturday night, every Saturday night, I'm gonna watch Raw, back to back with Nitro, every Saturday night, bang bang, once yeah. a week, and then try and cut and then calm it down on the rest of throughout the week. That's fair enough. Because I'm a bit getting a bit blown out. I think it's that's turning me off for today's product because I think I'm just watching too much of the old stuff see by the time this podcast comes out we would have been already had been at for the love of wrestling yeah and we're only very close to money in the bank here at the O2 Arena which doesn't look like we're going to be able to go to no yeah yeah of course um, but I'll tell you what King and Queen of the Ring in Saudi Arabia might have already happened yeah, that's May, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that would have happened by now. Yeah. Oh, congratulations, Solo. You deserve it. <laughs> nah, nah, you won't win that. You'll win the Andre. So we'll forget that. Yeah. Oh, that's all good. Um. Anyway, let's wrap this mother trucker up. Yeah, I'd, mate. I'm chucking out the European. If we're going off the whole back. Whole the whole show is is a it's a Perry Saturn European. Actually, no. I don't think it is. I think it's a naked Midian European. <laughs> yeah, it was not good. No, no. <laughs> I can't really score. I can't do it no justice. No. How can I do a pay-per-view justice like the winner of the whole King of the Ring 97 got eliminated in a bloody quali- qualifier? Mm. Like, just, yeah, I lost interest in that. Ah. Uh, classic new gen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We got um we got which Royal Rumble this is Royal Rumble 2016 just in the background isn't yeah. it? You got Ron Killings literally climbing up the ladder looking for the championship belt in a Royal Rumble match, and Kane has literally just thrown him out the ring. It's like yeah, let's just get rid of the ladder. You stupid idiot! <laughs> oh no, I, I love our truth. Yeah, he's brilliant. Anyway, right, this has been King of the Ring 1997 of the TNS Wrestling Show. Thank you very much for listening, and we are signing off. <laughs>